Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Tammy? Hi. Hi. Sorry that took a minute. I was trying to make sure that it was recording, which I hope it is. <laughs> I'm sure to talk to you. <clears throat> well, it occurred to me that um, it might be easier for me to record the call and then just send you kind of highlight notes like right after the call. And then if you want to go back for clarification, you should be able to go back and listen to all of our calls in one place, like if you need okay. to. Okay. Good. So that's that's my hope. So we're going to try it today and see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> um, and I didn't get notes from last week, did I? Or did you send them? Uh, no. That's okay. Sorry. That's <laughs> Usually fine. I'm not. I don't want to miss anything. Okay. No, I have them on my desktop. I just didn't format them to where you could read them. So I'll do that after we get Oh, off. it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I just don't want, well, I want to keep everything in one folder, and I wasn't sure if they were sent or... Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, my apologies. The last week and a half have been kind of hectic, which is not an excuse, but I just, and like today my son's home with the flu, and I don't know, it's just that time of the year where everybody <laughs> seems to be getting sick. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, okay. So, um, again, what I'm doing is I'm recording the calls, so hopefully that will help if you have any questions or you want to re-listen to what we talked about. Um and I'll send you like a bullet point kind of recap, but then from like more detail, you could come back and listen um, to the call if you need it at a later date. Okay. And again, if this works right and the recording goes well and it's audible, then I'll schedule our future calls exactly like this. And all you have to do is click kind of on the heading, which is the coaching, Tammy Bono coaching, and all the calls will show below like in order. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm excited because I think it will help you have easy access to stuff and it will help me make sure that you have what you need, you know, immediately, especially when stuff happens with my family and then I don't get to know. So cool. Okay. So I got your survey results, which we'll go over in a moment. Um, do me a quick favor and just update me, you know, what like, like I saw your email about what Dan's working on, um, but from your understanding when it comes to the book, um, did he give you a time frame or any details on when that would be done and if it can be ready for your February event? No. Okay. Um, when's the last time that you like heard from him in the email? Uh, the 23rd. Okay. I'll pull it up. Can you hear me okay? Because I have you on speaker, so I could. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I can hear you. Um, I just want to make sure I'm right in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the 23rd. Okay, what did he say in the email? Um, let's see. This one says, yes, we love your help in getting the docs finished. So this one is about um, him going to be helping me publish the resources for um, documents for the retreat itself, for training okay. and stuff. And then it must have been maybe the 24th I sent back the, all the uh, information on the book. I don't show it here, though. Because I sent him a cover. I got the cover from Vervante, and I sent him that. And then he sent me a PDF, and then I had to make up um, corrections that didn't get transferred over and sent that to him the day after he gave it to me. Okay. Or that evening. Was it January 25th or 26th? 
No, I'm trying to look. It doesn't even show it in my um, sent box. Oh, let's see. How do I do that? Um, edit page, edit page. That's the cover. I wonder if PE has a different email address that I would be sending things to. Um, That's the fifthbumpmedia.com. Yeah, that's the one that I usually do, but I was wondering if he sent, because he's got a couple different. Yeah, there's another one that's dan at bibledude.net that he sometimes emails from. Dan at bibledude.net. I love it. Yeah. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so did you check your drafts to make sure it actually went out? Oh, did you talk to Dan? Did he not get it? No, I'm just curious. I was going to ask. Oh, him for it. I, yeah, no, he, yeah. He told me on January 23rd that he had formatted and uploaded everything to CreateSpace, that he sent you a review copy of the formatted manuscript, and that you replied with some changes. But that was on January 23rd. So I had. So, so the 23rd, then, he, he did acknowledge um, the changes and, that I sent. Are those the changes you're referring to? I only had, yeah, it was one email, okay. and I said that there's changes from the PDF that he sent me. Okay, I just want to make sure, because I'm going to email him and ask him where he, at, where he is, and I just didn't know if he had communicated with you after that date. Okay. Um, he hasn't, but I'm still wondering where that email is, because... Yeah, I'm not checking the drafts. Maybe it's up there. I did. It's not there. Crazy. Um, I guess you could ask him, did he get the changes from, you know, or, you know, the changes that I had emailed him? And he should have. I just don't know why it's not here. Okay. It was in an email. It wasn't an attachment. It was right in the email that I sent it. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm messaging him right now just to ask him oh, okay. um, the timelines to make sure that he's still on track for you to get have this ready for your February event and then also to verify that he received um your email changes with changes to the manuscript, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Hmm. Perfect. Okay. And I just want to make sure that we're keeping that chugging along. And so with me me checking in and you checking in, hopefully. um, I appreciate that. Yeah, he'll be able to stay on on track with his, with, you know, all the clients he has going on. So he'll do a great job. He's just, like yeah, yeah. I'm worried that I just can't find this email. This is really like bothering me. But yeah, yeah. Good thing you're asking him because I threw all my notes away. I would have to go over the whole thing again. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, um, just make a note for yourself to look for it after the call. And but I did, I did email him and ask him. So hopefully, okay. either way, we'll figure it out. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So I did get the responses that you submitted for the survey. Um, and as I mentioned the last time we chatted, I like to do this survey just to get a baseline of where you're at okay. and really to talk through and get a little bit of clarification. Okay. And what this allows me to do is take a look at kind of the overall social media um, presence and impact that you're having and match that with the goals and the objectives that we talked about in the last call and come up with a course of action that we can take in the next, you know, the calls from this point forward. So we have a bit of a plan. Um, usually the first few calls are more kind of introductory, just gathering details, and mm-hmm. then the rest of them are actually figuring out um, 
where there might be gaps that we can be stronger in, um, <clears throat> celebrating, you know, the strengths that you already have, and then also doing um, some brainstorming on new ways you can reach your ideal audience. And then, of course, the practical application of getting the work done that you need done. For example, the, the manuscript you know, needs to get done and formatted. You know, your training material needs to get done and formatted. You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're going. Um, so in this particular call, we're going to talk about the survey and just some of my observations. And then I'm going to ask a couple of clarifying questions. So I know you didn't have much time to do this since I spent since I it a little bit late. So I'm going to ask you some questions so that I can kind of get a, a well-rounded view. Okay. okay. So the first question was, which of the social networking sites do you use? And you documented um, a personal Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay, is that right? Yes. Okay. And then remind me, do you have an email list yet? An like, email list? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a program like MailChimp oh. or Constant Contact? Okay, your Constant Contact. Okay. Yes. And then, do you know how many people subscribe to your list? Like, if you were to send an email, how many would people would it go out to? Um, I think it's five hundred. There's five hundred something. Yeah. Okay. Okay, how consistently do you message those people? I don't. Um, I used okay. to use it with my team and did it all the time. And then that fizzled, that went out um, oh, oh, like a year and a half ago. So they're still in there in, in okay. my contacts and stuff. So, so when I launched my digital book, I sent that out, and I think a lot of them responded that way. Okay. So your main contact with them before was to provide, was it training material and guidance before? Uh, yeah, newsletters, team newsletters, basically, or events that I had. Yeah. Okay. And then you sent them this digital book, the first one that's already alive, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Now that's good. That's good to know because that's considered... You, kind of the network that you can reach out to. So, for example, when the book gets re-updated and the print copy is available, you know, you can communicate with those people and say, hey, you know, this has happened, um, this is where I'm going, and, you know, just kind of provide them a little bit of detail about what's going on overall, especially because your long-term goal is to train. Um, it, it would just be great to utilize that email list. Because yeah. 500 is pretty decent for what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So on, on number two, I just basically had you list some basic, um, I guess, numbers <laughs> of people that are following, following you on each of those. Um, mm -hmm. There was not an answer for LinkedIn. So did you have a number uh, for that? Let's hear you. Let me see. Um, like, I think it's called Connections on LinkedIn. Or direct connections. Okay. Let's see. Connections. Um, and it's this one. <laughs> see, this is how good I am. Oh, it's um, okay. Don't worry. Well, I'm there. Um, like if you're logged into LinkedIn, there's like a usually a little profile blurb at the top that notes like your connections, like the number. Oh, 275. 275. Okay. Great. Okay. And then the next question was how much time do you spend on each of the social networking sites? And only two answers came through. So Twitter okay. um well, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes the surveys are a little wonky, so I'll just go back in and add the information. Um, but you had Twitter less than five minutes, and then you had LinkedIn about, you know, between six and 15 minutes a day. Um, how much time do you think you spend on Facebook just interacting? Um, a couple times a day. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, about 10 minutes 
you know, maybe three or four times a day. Okay, so probably 30 to 45 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, let's see, Instagram. How much time do you think you spend on that a day? I really don't. I'm just new to that. So I okay. my kids set me up, and, I, yeah, I don't even really know how to really do it. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll say less than five minutes. Okay, yeah. The cool thing about Instagram is, you know, a lot of image-driven content you share, like on Facebook, for example, you can just duplicate it. Like it doesn't have to be particularly unique for um, Instagram. Sometimes the sizing needs to be paid attention to, like the dimensions of the image. Mm-hmm. But you you can you know put the same image in Facebook that you put in Instagram, you know, with a little description, um, and it really shouldn't take up too much of your time, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so some of these, like I said before, you can kind of cross-promote the same content because you may have some carryover from platform to platform, you know, like people following you on Facebook. Some of them may also follow you on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. Um, But it's more likely that you're going to have a big audience base that's more comfortable with each platform so it's okay to share because only a small number will actually see the same content in each place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll have people that will follow you on Instagram that will never touch Facebook, for example. Yeah. Because I don't, don't like it. So it's right. good to it's good to diversify. We just need to determine, you know, with some testing, you know, the return on that time spent. Okay. So, like earlier, you told me. Well, or later on in the survey, you mentioned that Facebook, um, let's see, hold on, I'm trying to find the exact wording you used. You said Facebook is good, but I don't see getting much business from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that LinkedIn is probably, it, it's your number one engagement, like most people engage with you there. So if you're spending 30 to 45 minutes on Facebook, a day, um, but you're only spending, you know, six to 15 minutes on LinkedIn a day, then Mm -hmm. in your situation, we might want to switch that. Do you see what I mean? Because you you need a presence on some of these, but if you're going to get clients from LinkedIn, then that's where your time needs to be focused. Right, which is why I need to learn how to use it more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's kind of why I ask these questions. It's just to help identify, you know, what we can tweak a little bit. Okay. Um, question four was, describe the current social media strategy for your platform or ministry. Um, and this is always a funny question because sometimes I'll get answers like, there's a strategy, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes I'll get like five paragraphs of all this detailed of every little thing they do, and there's no like right or wrong way. I mean, the first thing I want to say is that you know your social media strategy mainly needs to be consistent and relational, um, and tailored to your audience. And again, this is just what I was talking about. Um, you want to spend way more time cultivating relationships and providing quality content in LinkedIn because that's where your main audience is and that's where your main clients will come from than you would on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep those four rules, you know, being consistent with your posting, being relational, meaning not salesy all the time, you know, um, mm-hmm. providing value to them. Um, and making sure that that value is tailored to what they need, then that's a pretty good strategy, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I think people sometimes get confused between strategy and time management, you know? Mm -hmm. Because the the fact that social media can be crazy daunting and overwhelming, and you can get sucked into it for hours, you know, if you really, really wanted to. Um, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek because I'm pretty much on social media from like morning till I stop working. <laughs> but in my situation, but in my situation, you know, I I have multiple clients that I'm usually working with in those areas. So 
So if you're just one person, um, you know, there can be a strategy of how you want to approach your clients and what type of content you want to give them. Um, but there's also the aspect of setting a schedule for yourself that allows you to have kind of boundaries in that area so you can get bigger, more important things done in your overall ministry. Okay? Mm-hmm. So like right here you said you want to start posting on Facebook three times a day. Instagram and Twitter are new to you. Um, LinkedIn, um, <clears throat> you said that you need to learn more about it, right? Correct. And then Dan mentioned the blogging on LinkedIn, or mm-hmm. posting, I should say. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. But the key thing I wanted you to take away is your strategy should be built around how you want to appear to your audience as a person, as a brand, um, how you want to communicate with them and the value you want to provide them. Um, And then we can put tools in place to help you manage the time aspect of it. Okay. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that was the first four questions. Do you have any questions about anything I've said? No. uh -uh. Okay. Everything makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Not too... Too many details? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a, a, a funny story. We took my kids um, to counseling a couple of months last year just, you know, for some social stuff. And the funniest thing the counselor said was he told me to use less words. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. And because I have a... I apparently have a tendency to over-explain things to my kids. Um, so it, <laughs> you are directly benefiting from our time with the counselor who told me to use less words. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Anyway, yeah, I guess that benefits to be concise. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I had a one of my top, top, senior rep talked way more than you and and yeah. I had to, and when she was writing her newsletter for her team they were like pages and pages and so I had to oh, I say okay we got we got to cut this down I want you to tell me what you're telling them in one paragraph wow yeah, yeah. It was, sometimes you just can't do that because then they they feel crippled you know so I don't know but anyway yeah yeah and I think too um one of my editing classes I took about a year ago when I was still doing more of like story coaching, which I don't um, focus too much on anymore, but one of the editing, editing classes I was taking was saying, it's not that you can't say everything you want to say, you just need to use it in the right venue, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you have something like that newsletter and it's, I don't know, 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 words long, like... You know, most people don't have that attention span, right? Like they're going through their email. They're trying to get through quickly. They want to know the highlights of what you're trying to tell them, and they want to read what applies to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you know, and this actually applies to social media. So this is why I'm talking about this right now. Okay. You said that is you know when you send a newsletter out, um, making use of headers that are you know bolder, different color, or whatever. Um, so people can glance through, you know, the four topics you have and read what applies to them and take action on what applies to them and then kind of move on with their day versus trying to sift through four pages of a newsletter. And if you have that much content on one topic, then it's better to highlight it in a newsletter and create like a blog series, for example, that Mm -hmm. breaks it apart and gives you, you know, weeks of content. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. When, you're, when you're trying to figure out, oh, gosh, what do I put on LinkedIn, for example, you know, if, if part of what we'll do later is identify kind of the key struggles that your audience has. Um, and if every single person says, you know, this about leadership, I just, I don't understand, it drives me crazy, you know, then you write a blog series about it, 
right? Mm-hmm. And that, and there's your content because you need to always answer a felt need that they have and then also teach them to celebrate successes. So having said all that, it's, it, it's funny that you said that because any content can be used. You just have to make sure it's appropriate um, for the method of delivery, you know, newsletter mm-hmm. versus social media versus a training manual versus a class. Um, and you also need to make sure that it's responding to what they're saying they need. And honestly, being, I guess, respectful of time, you know? Yeah. Like, like think of yourself. When you get up in the morning, I don't know how many emails you get a day, but I get, like, a crazy amount of emails, you know, every day. And I personally um, have filters in my email boxes to where stuff that is um, like optional reading, <laughs> you know, like newsletters I subscribe to that are educational. I have all of those things filter to a review later folder in my email. So like any training on marketing trends or training on what's going on in the author world or anything like that, it, it never sees my inbox right? Okay. What, what's in my inbox are my client emails. You know, I have each one of you like color-coded and tagged. So when it comes in, that's, that's what's important, right? So you've, you've got to think through when you're reaching out to your audience and understanding like what they have going on, you know, what are they going to be able to read and retain in the time that they have and crafting your content to meet that desire because mm-hmm. otherwise they're just going to ignore it. You know, I don't yeah. have time to do that. I'll read it later and then they'll forget about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I do. And, and actually that's really why I wrote the book in the, the structure that I did or the way that yeah. I did. Some yeah. short things. And I plugged in a lot about the retreat throughout the book because if somebody just skimmed through the book and missed miss any part of the most important thing with leaders host a retreat, you know, then, I mean, that's yeah. why I was, you know, over again, but. So yeah, anyway. and that's, no, it's perfect that you did that because you understand fundamentally what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that hard for you to tr- then translate that to building your social media platform because it's the same thing. It's just probably a little briefer and less detailed, you know, than what you put in your book. It's really just pulling out nuggets from everything that you're already teaching that are short and to the point um, and that provide quick value and then that honestly like pique their interest, you know, to learn more. Really? So, okay. Awesome. Okay. And then the next, let's see. The next question was talking about um, – which social networking sites do you see the most engagement from your audience in? Okay, so you put LinkedIn as number one, which we've talked about. Um, Twitter is number two. So do you do people like respond when you tweet or share what you're tweeting? Um, not not quite yet, but I think maybe one or two. I, absolutely, it, it has happened. But um, okay. again, it, it's it's. I'm just kind of new to it since the digital, just a month old, so I'm learning. Okay. I'm learning, yeah. But I, and everyone then, does Twitter. I mean, a lot of people do Twitter, and I just need to – I think Facebook, at least Facebook as far as I'm concerned, I reach my people, don't, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that they're – they'll buy a book from me, but I don't know that they would buy my services. I don't know that I have the right clientele on Facebook. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And th- and that's good. That's good to acknowledge. Um, because sometimes some of these platforms are just about reach. They may not be the, your ideal client, but maybe mm-hmm. their mother is or their father or their uncle or their, you know, mm-hmm. peer or co or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it's, again, it's good to have a variety of people. You want, obviously, most people to be people that can turn into your client. Um, but it's okay to have people there that are more... Um, the word I'm thinking of is gatekeeper. And the reason I'm thinking of that is because I do that for my husband. So 
like I know things that he wants to work towards like in his own life, you know, spiritually or professionally. Um, he doesn't have the time, if that makes sense, to read all these newsletters or the patients. He doesn't like to read. Can you imagine? My husband doesn't like to read. <laughs> and I read like 800 books a month or something. But anyway, um, so he doesn't like to read. And so a lot of times like when he needs something, um, I'll like do it for him. I'll find the resources and just give him bullet points and then we implement whatever. So in my case, like if I saw a book that I thought my husband would benefit from because I know he wants to grow in leadership or wants to change his eating habits or whatever, I'm a gatekeeper. So I send him just that information, but I don't necessarily want to grow in leadership or change my diet. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's okay. It's okay to have those people following you um, because that's just another way of spreading the message of your book and your ministry and kind of ripple effects that go out like you're connected with point A and they're connected with point B and so on and so forth. And so your conversation is with point A. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Okay. And then let's see. You put Facebook, which we already talked about, Instagram. Okay. Those are all fine. Um, and I wouldn't worry too much about the engagement piece right now this second. Um, We just want to make sure that the engagement is in line with the amount of time you're investing, right? So if LinkedIn is what's getting you response and getting you clients, you should theoretically receive the most commentary. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, and let me just, um, let me make sure I said that right. I, I believe LinkedIn will be um, because they're more professional. Okay. So I, I don't know, I don't really, I don't know yet because I have not engaged on it, but I'm just, just I'm really assuming LinkedIn is going to be my, my platform, my, my stronger platform. Um, but I'm guessing, okay. like you said, okay. well, I need to put things out there and see what's coming back. Okay. No, that's all perfect. Okay. Um, the next question is, and again, we've kind of touched on some of these later ones, but the platform you feel most beneficial, and you just said LinkedIn because of the type of audience, which is perfect. Um, Google Plus, I, I, I've heard some people have success with it, but I don't personally use it. Um, so, you know, unless you're able to find, you know, leadership profiles that have a lot of engagement, I wouldn't really spend any time there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would focus more on making sure, you know, any blogs that you write are formatted in a way that they show up in Google searches. Okay. You know, just the – it's basically called search engine optimization. Um, and, again, we'll talk about it later down the road, but it's just a way to write your blog posts in a way where they have headers and they have a keyword. Like, say a keyword is leadership. You know, and you make sure that word is in your title and your headings and somewhere in your content. That's all That's all SEO is. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then if you, when you have a website or blog, um, there's basically, you're familiar with plugins, right? You know yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a way where you can add an SEO plugin where at the bottom of each blog post, it prompts you. You type in your title, you type in your description, and it tells you whether it's good or not. Like it gives you a little go ahead or this is not very good, you need to change it. Hold on, sorry. My water went off because I'm making tea. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so again, I wouldn't focus too much on Google Plus, the platform. I would focus more on making sure your information shows up in Google searches when someone types in, I want to learn more about leadership, you want your name to show up. Right. 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 Okay. Number seven was describing the biggest challenges. Um, and you talked about LinkedIn, so hold that thought. I'll get to that in a moment. 
Um, question eight, have you spent time researching presence and strategy of other ministries? This one, um, I know that you didn't have much time since you got the survey yeah. earlier, mm -hmm. um, but I am going to encourage you between now and our next call to actually do that. Um, so what I'm asking is for you to pick, you know, two or three that you admire their website and their platform and the way they're doing social media and basically make a pro and con list for each. What do you like about it and what would you do differently in your own arena? Because um, we don't want to copy what other people are doing, but it's a really great way to kind of visually see what you could do and then figure out how to make it happen in your own world. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then, again, the, the next question relates to that, basically. Um, what makes you feel your platform ministry is unique? And it may, may be the same answer after you do the research. You know, what you put is, I believe the best leadership retreats are hosted by the director or a direct leader. An outside mm -hmm. facilitator is an outsider. To create strong relationships, the retreat has to be an inside job. That's awesome, and we just need to make sure that's crazy evident as the main benefit to utilizing you and your resources. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Okay. And then the last question was um, listening desired goals um, in regard, regard specifically to platform um, social media presence. Mm -hmm. um, and you reiterated a lot of what I've been saying. Um, to concentrate on the social media I think will work best for you and that you'll be comfortable using because, granted, it's a lot of technology and it changes a lot. So mm -hmm. anything that we do, we want to make sure it's clear to you literally how to use it, what type of content to post on which platform, and the frequency with which you should be doing it. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the goal. Okay, hold on just a second. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> How to use platform. What content for each and the frequency. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn um, in our last few minutes. So um, there are some training resources that are pretty um, comprehensive and I'm pretty sure free, I'll, I'll look it up in a minute, um, that can walk you through just kind of the basics of LinkedIn. But from a general perspective, you know, you have your profile and it should be updated, you know, with a current picture and a current website and a current description of what you're doing right now. Um, and it should have um, a resume that reflects why you're qualified to teach people about leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So the very first part of LinkedIn is making sure that your profile, you know, is very clear and concise on those points in terms of the headshot, the bio, and, and your um, qualifications to teach them. Okay. Okay. And then the connections that you have, um, because you're planning on using this mainly for ministry, correct? Okay. Okay. I would go through, if you haven't already done so, and make sure you're connected to anybody you can think of in your entire, you know, career that's relevant to what you're doing, and, and connect with those people. Um, because one of the other benefits about LinkedIn is that people can write recommendations, almost like little testimonials, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so if you're connected with, you know, Jane Doe from XYZ Leadership Company, and you're connected to her, and you can, and you're comfortable with the relationship, like you actually knew her and worked with her. It wasn't like, you know, your cube mate five rows down. <laughs> and you can ask for a recommendation where they can basically post 
what they thought about working with you, and it shows up in your profile on LinkedIn. Yes. So it's kind of like a, for lack of a better re- word, like a review system. <laughs> it yes. just gives you know some social proof of people that you've actually worked with that you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece about LinkedIn is you can like like it used to be solely just about connecting with coworkers. Um, and it wasn't really a lot of sharing information necessarily. It was more networking from a trying to find a job, honestly, in the old yeah. days. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was it was a way to be connected with other employees in case you were looking for a job or, you know, trying to connect with hiring managers. And it's transitioned, um, it still does that, but it's transitioned to more of a resource for professionals. Um, and so a lot of people will now post information like blog posts or articles or training, you know, whatever they feel might benefit. Um, in my personal experience, um, one of the most valuable parts of LinkedIn is the groups that they have. And so there's an overall LinkedIn, like a just kind of like the overall Facebook, you know. And then there's like these specialized groups. So you could yeah. go search and see what groups they have under excelling in leadership, you know. Yeah, I'm in a few groups. Pardon me? I, I am in a few groups. Leadership. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing about that is, you know, finding good groups that are engaged. Right. Sorry, now my dog. Now my dog's barking. Ah, oh, gotta love working from home. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so finding. Oh, hold on, I am so sorry. Just a minute. My apologies. She's barking at the cat. <laughs> she wants to play. Um, but so in LinkedIn, um, the groups, just making sure the groups are engaged, that people share information and they respond to it. Because you don't want to share like your blog post in a leadership group where nobody does anything. You uh-huh. know, it's not it's not a good use of your time. But you do want to engage, you know, in groups where there's an active presence and people comment and share and share ideas. Um, the key thing about LinkedIn also with these groups and sharing your blog posts is you have to make sure that you're providing value, meaning you can share your blog post, but you have to make sure you're active in the group, right? Yes. Meaning you need to go and read other people's articles and comment on them and share them and not just post your post and leave, which I've seen happen. <laughs> you know. So I think out of anything, LinkedIn is very, um, very, very relational driven, probably even more so than Facebook because these are professionals who um, know that they're searching for information to get help and they don't want to feel like there's no like returning, what's the word, um, like they don't want to feel like they're just being pushed to read something just for the benefit of the author. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of really cool things that we can focus on in LinkedIn in terms of building the profile, getting you in the right groups, and sharing kind of your articles and information and resources in those groups. But it's by far going to require a lot of your um, focus and energy when it comes to social media just mm-hmm. in terms of building the relationship. Because mm-hmm. the more they see you, the more you comment and post and provide, you know, advice and all that kind of stuff, the more they're going to trust you as a resource and an expert. Mm-hmm. Is there any other um, social media? I know there's tons of other ones, but the, an up-and-coming one that you're aware of? You know, I sign up for the random ones that pop up here and there, and as of now, I wouldn't. I have not personally seen anything that's real exciting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple that are trying to compete with Facebook, um, and just have like a similar look and feel, but it's very like you're not allowed to promote on it. For example, 
yeah. it's supposed to just be conversations, um, it, that kind of thing. But for right now, LinkedIn is a big deal for what you're doing. Facebook mm-hmm. um, is a good way to kind of get the word out. Um, but I, get, I would focus most of your time on LinkedIn for right now. Okay. And then pin, and Pinterest, um, I need to look at a little bit for you. Um, most of what I've seen on Pinterest has more to do with kind of the homemaking crafts kind of stuff, right. um, inspirational stuff, hair, makeup, clothes. It's kind of a women-driven um, area, which is not a bad thing. Um, a lot more authors are kind of showing up on there. So I just need to look around and see, you know, okay. what kind of presence there is for the topics that you write about. Um, it is a great platform because you can create a great graphic that highlights whatever it is you're talking about in your blog post and share it, and people uh-huh. read it and click over. And we just need to make sure there's an audience there because graphics take a long time to make. Got it. Okay. So, okay, so does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So let's cross our fingers that all the recording stuff works. But I did kind of jot down the key points while we were talking, and I'll email those. Um, And then the homework for you is going to be kind of revisiting that one question where you're actually doing a little bit more research into ministries or leadership sites that are similar to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would really push you to look at sites that are where you want to be. Um, for example, like with my business coach, I have a business coach who is, I don't know, roughly five years ahead of where I am. Does that make sense? Sure. And so I could, have, I could have worked with a business coach that could teach me how to do something right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I needed is someone who could be visionary and help me get to where I want to be and who's already done it, right? Right, yeah. So the same thing applies to you, you know, when you're looking at your yeah. your ministries and businesses that you're kind of doing pros and cons at. You know, you want to find places that represent what you want to offer kind of as a, not as a whole, but, you know, they have the same look or feel or the way you want to communicate, like where you want to be. Because then we can figure out kind of in a backwards motion how to get you there. Yeah. I already kind of have that. So, in fact, I'm, I'm um, pasting my new vision board in a notebook, if you will. Okay. Um, Good. So okay. it's all kind of coming together. So, yeah. That's awesome. So that will be your main, main homework. Um, and then in the interim, what I'll be working on is a little bit more detail of reviewing in more detail, all of your social media stuff, giving you some areas that I think we need to focus on and some other areas where we can just kind of, not let go, but just kind of set aside for a time to focus. Because the other thing about social media in particular is you really need to become an expert at LinkedIn. If that's where your your audience is, that's where your mental energy and training and learning needs to be focused on right now. And then the other areas, you know, can be more as a sharing information versus you spending a whole lot of time there. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Now, I'll do a little... Yeah. I'll do a little... Good, good, good. Okay. We need to set the next call because I don't believe we did that. So, hold on just a Um, moment. I think... I my calendar is Oh, did we do it? Yeah, we did them all. Oh, okay, hold on. Can you tell I like live and die by my calendar and my to do list? <laughs> <laughs> I have to like have it in front of me. Okay, so we do have I have the next one on the on February twelfth. Is that what you have? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so we're already good. Okay. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Question, what was it, what was it? Oh, did you get a chance to view the book at all? Um, partially. 
Okay. But I will finish by the next time we talk. And that's okay. only because I've I've got um did I tell you I'm doing a training program? I don't know if I told you that. I saw it on Facebook. Okay, I'm writing a training program. So <laughs> basically from a workflow perspective, I've been completely reading the books that I'm launching like right now the second. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the others, you know, I, I'm just I'm I'm making my way through. <laughs> well, what but I do, I mean, because it, it, it always helps my weakness is yeah. I feel as though I am all over the board and I have so many messages, but I need the one that is really relevant in what people or the top three. I don't know. And I think when you read the book, maybe you'll say, Oh, Tammy, this is this is a great message. This and you know, you really should focus on it. I just need a, a advice as far as yeah. where my well, head I is. Think, well and I think too, like the social media aspect and understanding where you are Mm-hmm. Um, and then the research of where you want to go will help me because I'll read the book and I'll have my ideas of it, but it kind of all needs to tie together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So when you come back and say, okay, these are the sites that I admire because of this, this, and this, it'll help me with that core message because sometimes what appeals to you about a ministry may just be their core message or it may be the way the website looks or it may be the way they interact with their audience or it may be the newsletter format they use. You know, there could be a million things that attract you, you know, to these businesses. So what I need to be able to do is do, like see an overall picture. Almost like it's almost like I'm doing my own vision board for you in my head. You know? Okay. Of of all the things that you're telling me and all the things that I'm seeing through the social media and your answers to the homework. So that we can have that goal in mind of you coming out of this with a clear core message and the clear tools to promote that message, whether it's social media, newsletter, blog posts, or your training retreats, or all of them. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. I love it. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I will be much more better about sending you the notes quicker. Oh, it's fine. So sorry. I, really couldn't, I couldn't remember, and then I thought yeah. I I am being so so honest. I swore I saw an email recently that said here are the notes, and then I I was going crazy. Well, look at me, I can't even find one I wrote down. So uh, that's I asked it. I thought, man, what did I do with it? And so anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. it's okay. okay. Yeah. Normally, I try to send them out within about 24 hours of the phone call. But again, the reason the reason I'm doing these um, these recordings is because it's what my business coach does. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, "Gosh, the one thing because I have to have the same discussion. You know, what obstacles do I have? And for me, from a time perspective, because I'm I have these calls all the time. You know, these mm-hmm. kind of calls." And I love it. I love coaching, and I love giving direction, and I love figuring out what to do and giving you a plan. I don't so much like typing notes, <laughs> you know, nor do I always have the literal time. If I'm on six phone calls in a row, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, her comment to me was, well, then just record it. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, so – so, you know, even I have a coach who tells me stuff sometimes, and I'm like, well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Right? So, anyway. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, before I let you go, um, is there anything that you need kind of prayer over professionally or personally? Um, I think I get it. I think the vision board was really, really. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I want to. I want to keep working on it today. So while it's fresh in my head. So. Okay, so I can definitely pray over kind of the vision board and the book, obviously getting done. Um, yes. From Dan's perspective. Okay. Then, cool. And then yes, if you, I mean personally, as long as you ask. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, I have a daughter. My oldest daughter is struggling a lot. A lot. She had it all her life, um, but um, yeah. To, so anyway, um, I what's know. her name? Her name is Daniela. Oh, that's a pretty name. 
think. She's in. Uh, she's in her. She's studying at IUPUI. Well, you probably don't know that, but uh, Indiana, Purdue. She's getting her doctorate in psychology. Oh wow. And, yeah, she's 29, but she's struggled all her life, and she's hated me all her life. And I'm really Aww. letting her a little bit, but um, only okay. because okay. I found a little journal and um, that she must have left so my husband and I would actually read it. Um, and it's not very nice. Yeah. So, you know, and now that she's just lashing out, and, you know, once every few years she does, and she makes me feel like a failure, and I know I'm not, and I don't want to spiral down into that. I don't know what I'm doing in my world. You know it. Yeah. So, does, she, does she have a relationship with God? No. She, and and okay. that was one other thing in her, you know, in, in her message. You know, yeah. Mom, I don't believe the way you believe, and, you know, and yeah. that's... Yeah. Well, I guess from my perspective, because you know I'm I'm older, I'm 39, and um, but I, I have a I have historically had a really difficult relationship with my mom, um, and it's really only until this last year, seriously, <laughs> where we have kind of come to terms, and it's not basically my mom um, was. I can't even think of the appropriate word to use, but she um, was battered, you know, like she had a lot of boyfriends that beat her up and stuff like that. Mm. And during that time, some of those boyfriends hurt my sister and I. Mm. And so what's been a challenge is what I remember is not always what she remembers, you know? And I told her that, and I told her, and I carried a lot of um, resentment and hurt towards her for a very long time because I felt like she brought that upon us and didn't do anything to protect us. And to be honest, when you experience long-term abuse, it does a real number on your heart, you know, and your soul and just who you believe yourself to be. Um, And I had a hard time, like, even talking to her because she just, oh, I don't remember that, like it was no big deal. And I'm like, Mom, <laughs> you know, my, I have a younger sister. I'm like, yeah. My sister and I have struggled our entire lives with relationships and self-worth and, you know, body mm-hmm. image and all sorts of stuff because of what you did. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> but I do have to say, um, from the perspective of not believing in God at first, I mean, my husband and I did not walk through salvation until our mid-30s, so 33-ish maybe. Um, until that happened, I couldn't have any empathy for my mom or her actions. Does that make sense? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't um, see the ways she tried. All I could see is how I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my perception of my hurt was not fully informed. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my encouragement to you. Like some of the memories I carry from childhood, like a very young childhood, um, my mom and I started talking about some of them. And she, you know, I was like, tell me what happened because this is what I remember, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like five. So I remember like two things, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And so her having the chance to kind of explain helped me a little bit. I don't necessarily always agree with her explanation that it was the right choice, but because I'm a mom myself now and I have kids that are beautiful, amazing, and driving us crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't make the right choices all the time. Seriously, yeah. I've, been, I've been a horrible mother. And so my, my encouragement to you, I think, is just, you know, it's kind of like the Bible says, like, until we're able to receive God's love, it's like there's scales over our eyes, mm-hmm. you know? And once the scales fall, you're able to see things more clearly. Um, and in my case, there is blame that needed to be assigned to my mom, and I needed to forgive her for it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole slew of other things that were my fault that I chose because I blamed my mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you just like Daniela. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to encourage you, you know, that out of anything, you know, of course, 
be assured in who you are in Christ, right? I mean, it's hard when it's people we love mm-hmm. saying, you're a horrible person, you, you hurt me, because we don't want that, right? But at the same time, um, the prayer is reconciliation for her heart towards God, because once she's able to see that, then I think a lot more, th- a lot of other things will be more clear, yeah. you know? I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she needs to forgive herself because she's, yeah. she's always been this way. Always, always, I have six children. She's the only one who's this way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But does she, where does she fall in the ages of the she's oldest? She's the oldest. She's twenty nine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that right there is the hardest part too. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, I was joking around with my daughter the other day because obviously she's my oldest, but. I was like, you know, you older kids are kind of, you know, screwed. Like, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So we're making up the rules as we go. We, we're listening to everybody tell us what we should do. You know, by the time you get around to the next kid, like, you're way more relaxed and you're way more confident. And you're like, I don't need to do whatever Dr. So-and-so said to do. I just need to be the parent I am. You know, <laughs> so we were just joking about that because she was talking about how I parent um, my son differently sometimes than her. Mm. So anyway, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll definitely pray over her. That's, that's Thank funny. you. Thank you. It can happen. Yes, I'm, I know it will. Will yeah. I see it? I don't know. But. Yeah. All right, this was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, and I hope you have a wonderful day.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.